A recent poll by Gallup shows that 85% of workers worldwide hate their jobs and they especially hate their bosses. With the average person spending 90,000 hours at work over their lifetime, there's no wonder depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. I've managed to successfully run away from corporate America and all of the stressors that came along with it. I now get to work my dream job, or shall I say dream jobs, and live my dream life of being a world traveler. Now, I'm the most unlikely person to have ever pulled this off, and it has been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But through it all, it was worth it. One thing I've learned throughout my entrepreneurial journey is that things are not always as they seem, hence the birth of this podcast, Dream Job, Dream Life Podcast. Here, I speak with self-made entrepreneurs about the making of the dream, the risks they take, sacrifices that they make, the close call stories, the things that you probably won't see on anyone's Instagram live feed. I'm your host, Tally Love. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Hello, dreamers. Welcome to the Dream Job, Dream Life podcast. We are back with another episode. I hope that you are out and about making your dreams come true. We have another entrepreneur here today that is going to tell us all about her entrepreneurial journey and how she arrived at living the dream life while working her dream job. So welcome, Carlana Charles. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you for coming. And you're calling out of Granada today, right? Yes, ma'am. Sunny Caribbean. Sunny Caribbean. Yes, I can't wait to get there. Um, A friend of mine is getting married in April there. And so I plan to be there for the wedding. So I can't wait. Um, so what's the wedding? with me when you're here and we can do something if you have the time. Absolutely. Sure thing. I plan to spend some time there when I come. I like to really like stick around when I come. So I'll hold you to that for sure. Okay. <laughs> You have me on record. <laughs> yeah. What's the weather like out there? Beautiful as always? Um, funny enough, today there's a bit of rain, but that's fine because the thing about it is that the rain comes down and then the sun peaks out right after. So it never stays great for long. Ah, nice. So funny. The last couple of interviews I've done, it's like, oh, it's rainy today. That is so weird. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, hopefully the sun will be out soon. Alrighty, so tell all of the dreamers out there what it is that you do every day and how you serve the world. Tell us about you, your businesses. Okay, awesome. So, um, well, I have a company called Paperclip. And what Paperclip does is to help businesses to focus on their core revenue generating aspects of their business. So we help them with all the nuts and bolts and the Important, but yet, I wouldn't want to say non-essential, but the things that don't really add to their bottom line, we help them to focus on that. So they spend their time doing their best work and, um, you know, really leveraging their skills and their opportunities. And um, we handle the rest for them. So a day-to-day could involve anything like having one of my team members hang on at an office for a sick receptionist or a sick secretary or taking notes at someone's board meeting or doing interviews for a company. I've been doing a lot of that all week. Could be doing errands and it could even be just typing letters or doing career delivery type services. So we take care of all the things that they need done, but it doesn't really, like I said before, 
add to their bottom line. Our goal is to help our clients to focus on their core, the core parts of their business. And we do everything else. So we like to say we help keep their business together, kind of like mm. people keep things together. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I've, been at, I've been at this for quite a while. I came to my entrepreneurial journey in 2006. I dabbled in it part-time, and then I went fully in 2007. And I'm still at it, doing what I love to do, um, reinventing myself whenever I need to. But this is the life for me. <laughs> so I'm with it all the way. And after 11 years, it's, I really can't see myself going back into the workforce as an employee. So I have to keep you know, being fresh and creative pretty much every day. Awesome. So you're literally going in, going on site into these businesses. What kind of business? Like, what is your ideal client? Why do they reach out to you? And what does that process look like as far as making them a new client? Right. Okay. So um, I don't actually do the going in. Um, I have a small team and they do the going. I only go in when someone is ill or they specifically need me to do something. So I need to set up maybe some system or process and then let them take it from there. So that's kind of how I do it. Um, I'm at the stage where thankfully I don't have to do it all because it was like that for many years, running from office to office, company to company and being very exhausted at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So um, outsourcing helps and I'm a big proponent of outsourcing because it's pretty much the way my business works. My clients, my clients they outsource aspects of their operation to me. So I'm all for it. Um, what was the other part of your question? No, that's good. I wanted to, so ideally too, I wanted to know like, who are your clients? What, who are your clients? How do they find you? Why do they find you? Okay. Um, to be very honest, I'm, I'm very pleased to say that I haven't had to do ads or anything like that. My business has been running on word of mouth and I would like to keep it that way. Um, we're a small operation and it is small by choice and I think if we do a lot of promotion we will be in a position where we are not able to meet demand so I like to keep it small and very hyper focused um, we find clients through like I say word of mouth but also clients may hear from us through um, different events that we do I do a lot of events through um, one of my other projects, which is called Femme Powered, which is all about empowering women to, you know, excel in the world of, in their, in their business. One of our very first clients was a lawyer. She was in fact the lawyer that incorporated my business. She's very big on supporting women in businesses. So we did some work for her. Um, we've also worked for hotels. We work for company management firms. We've worked for the local library. We do a lot of work with nonprofits. And we also work with some engineering firms. So we are very versatile. And um, one of the things that happen when you live in a very small island, um, I think one of your earlier guests had said the same thing. You can't be too rigid in the sense that you... You have a population like from my island of say 110,000 people. Mm -hmm. You can't 
there's a lot that you cannot say you're not going to do. So you have to be able to meet people at different points of their needs. There are things that when I first started my business, I had this idea of what I wanted to do and who I wanted to serve. And the minute I started meeting people, I realized that the idea that I had in my head, it, it didn't match what they wanted. So I had to go back to the drawing board really quickly. So somebody would say, hey, can you help me interview people? Like, I need to hire 10 people in the next seven days, and I don't have the time. And I'm like, well, yeah, my HR background would actually allow me to do this effectively. So it's gone to the point where the business has become driven by the needs of the customer and not necessarily what I had in my head. And I think being able to adapt in that way helps to keep us um, helps to keep us visible, but also relevant to the people that we're supporting. Because we we work with you, like I say, at the point of your need. Absolutely, that's what makes a good a good business owner to be able to be flexible like that. I think you're you're absolutely right. I'm finding that. So that's mm -hmm. that's really good. So tell us like about a success story. Take us through the process of someone needing you, right, or needing you for something in particular, and how your company went in and turned that process around for them. Okay, so, um, oh, this is a good story. So, <laughs> um, like, I, I always look around, like, what's happening around me. So I'm driving, and I'm noticing new construction. I'm notice noticing all this is happening. And one day I was driving, and um, I saw, um, like, there was this huge building going on, this huge excavation project going on. And I felt like something saying, you really need to reach out to these people and just introduce yourself. And I drove past that place for like two months. One day I just got on my car and I walked up to this man and I said, hi, I am Kalana Charles. I have a company and we're called Paperclip and this is what we do for businesses. This man was like holding my hand, shaking it vigorously. And he said, if you can go to my office right now and help my assistant figure out how the hell to use QuickBooks, lady, you have a contract. <laughs> so I just jumped into my car. I called my, um, I called my, my accounts guy, the guy who does accounting and auditing for me, because that's one of the things that we don't do. We like to stay within what we're good at. And even if we're not doing it, we find someone to do it for you. So I have this account guy that I call him and I said to him, I just, you know, I'm just going to talk like, Kobe. I'm like, boss, we have a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, you need to meet me here in 20 minutes. He was there and I said to him, this is what's going on. But you know, one of the things that we noticed when we went in is that the person that he had there was actually he was actually defrauding the company. Wow. Yeah. And that's a hard part of the story. I'm very careful who I tell it to because it's a small island. Yeah. But, um, we went in and it was obvious his resistance to us mm. being there made us realize that something wasn't right. And that's not my forte, but I know enough to know when something isn't good. And this is what why it's so important that you partner with people who are knowledgeable but also honest because we went in there we were able to see that things weren't right and we had to tell him this is what is happening and let him connect the dots for himself eventually wow. he got rid of the guy 
but we were able to not just help him save a lot of money because he was losing a lot of money. But we were able to help set him up in a good structure. I think what I find in certain fields, I don't think people really value office secretaries and administrators. And we had to really show him the importance of, it's not just hiring your cousin or hiring that girl down the street. People mm-hmm. have to have an aptitude for what they're doing. And finding mm-hmm. competent staff is very vital to your success. So we had to go in and really do a 360. We had to get rid of the guy, recommend you guys for him, train up the secretary, and also put systems and processes in place for filing, for um, processing orders, for just daily things that was a mess. In addition, we had to do a lot of cleaning up for him. He had started the company about 20 years before we'd gone in. And when we started filing, we were finding receipts that went back all like all the way back to 1995. Now, who's going to want a receipt for a box of pencils they bought in 1995? So we spent, we spent about three weeks just going through his files. And I kid you not, we fill an entire skip of paper. Mm-hmm. Just an entire skip. And that had to be tossed out. So we basically had to go and start his office afresh, get new staff, get new support people. And from since then, we've been going in on a monthly and quarterly basis to make sure that things stay, um, stay intact. So I think that is a, a good story. It, it tells not just you know the importance of being vigilant and you know being honest with your customers, but I think it also highlights what the entrepreneur about you know just braving and just putting yourself out there and saying hey here I am this is what I do. I know a lot of us are uncomfortable with that, but you just never know the story you have to tell. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like some really rewarding work for you and you're able to see how you're helping people and you're able to make money. So talk a little bit about, you know, this is all about the dream. You are living the dream. How does it feel? Tell us about the dream. Tell us what's dreamy about the lifestyle. Say all the good stuff. (laughs) Oh boy, that dream is a mixed bag. Um, What I love about it is the independence and the flexibility. I love that I am divorced from office politics and all the unhealthy and unsavory things that tend to happen in many workplaces. I love that. I've never been big on that sort of politics. And, you know, sometimes I listen to friends tell stories and I'm like, I really feel for them. Can you say that louder for the people in the back, please? I feel (laughs) you. (laughs) No, for real, because, you know, it's like sometimes I get up and I'm like, huh. Lord, I thank you that I don't have to go face this place today because some environments are so toxic. I've had friends who've lost their hair, hair was falling out. They had nervous breakdowns because their workplace was just so much. So I think it's an honor and it's a blessing to be able to get up and do what I love to do. What is also fulfilling about it is that, you know, watching this little seed, this seed that I had, take shape and how it has transformed my life and how it is making meaning not just for myself 
but also to others, the people that work with me, whether on a full or part-time basis, the people I do work for, even the wider community. Um, we do a lot of recruitment work. And in the past two years, we've been able to help close to 100 people find jobs. Um, we've been able to give them the training, the soft skills, as well as the hard skills that they need to help them to contribute with confidence to the workforce. And I mean, it's just, I love that because it was just a dream, you know? Mm. And you just never know, you know? I, I always tell people, dare to dream, dare to believe, because you just never know. And I mean, going into it, my whole idea was this. If it doesn't work, I can always go back and get a job. But I didn't want to defer my dream to till I was retired or till I was what, or till there'll always be some reason to defer the dream. I figured, you know, I'm young, I have my health, I have the skills, let me just do this now. And if it doesn't work, then I'll never have to live my life wondering what if. Oh, I love it. You are speaking my language. Like you gave yourself a chance. Yes. You gave yourself a chance. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. That is you good know, stuff. When I do, I do a lot of workshops with women. And one of the things that I'm always encouraging women to do is to show up for themselves. As women, we show up for everybody. We show up for our partners. We show up for the kids. We show up for friends. We give so much of ourselves that we don't leave a whole lot for us. And that's why I'm big on just, you know what? Give it a shot. Invest in you. You know, mm -hmm. make time in your life for you. Make space in your life for you. And mm -hmm. see what you. It's always worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. That's so good. So, all right. Now you've talked about the dream. You've talked about the customer, the clients, how you do it, how you help. Tell us about the, a time that maybe the slope was a little slippery, a time that maybe you wanted to give up because although it's a dream, I think all entrepreneurs know or most that it can get tough at times. Oh, gosh. Um, over the last 11 or so years, there have been like two, time, two, two times that I've actually, yeah, about twice I've seriously contemplated, you know, just just closing the door and walking away um one was during my marriage i was married and that ended but it was not a healthy marriage and i was not supported in many ways so there was a lot of pressure on me and i you know i was seriously contemplating just closing the door and calling it a day because that reputation that trust I felt like I was not showing up in the best light for many of my clients because of the struggles I was facing in my own marriage. Mm -hmm. And it was affecting me. And I was like, you know what, before I, I wreck this thing, let me just put this on pause and focus on me. Thankfully, I was able to get the support from my, my mom, my sister, and, you know, just, just, and just releasing myself from that toxic relationship because it was heavily abusive in many ways. I felt like I gave myself time to let the business breed and let the business soar. So I did go on pause for a period of about three to six months. I traveled and I took care of me. 
but I didn't mm-hmm. give it up. And I let my clients know without giving them all the details what was happening. And I was grateful that most of them waited for me to be ready. But I mean, I had so much going on that I was fighting for me and I couldn't fight for the business and fight for me. So I had to choose me and I had to give me, give myself the time and then mm. come back and be better. And um, then, then, then there are the times when things are not so good, when things are slow, people aren't paying and you just feel like, you know, Somebody would pay me a lot of money to be a manager in their business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. gonna shut this down. Just go clock a check, get in eight o'clock, get out, get out for, and come sit on my couch and do what it is people who work for people do when they get off. And I seriously thought about it, but um, it just didn't happen because I think in my heart of hearts, I I I knew I had to to ride that wave. You know, mm-hmm. when it's good, it's really good. And when it's not, it's sometimes really not. And it's a mixed bag. Like, you can't mm-hmm. appreciate the sweet without enjoying some really sour, sour spots. And I said to myself, well, you know, when things are really good, you don't complain. So just use this time to invest in yourself, mm-hmm. um, invest in your business. One of the things I like to tell women is that you know, there's no downtime. When sales are slow, when business is slow, that's the time when you work on the business. You look at your market, you, you do workshops, you do free events, you do the things to help put yourself and your brand out there. It's mm-hmm. not a time to sit on the couch and feel sorry for yourself and go read Instagram quotes that are inspiring but don't motivate you to act. <laughs> you know, you just get up, dust yourself off, and you said, Maybe I'm not working in the business right now, but I can't work on the business. Hmm. You know, so that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I've had to do. And then when I start working on the business, then that feeling doesn't last very long because somebody always sees me and say, hey, I saw that thing you did. Let's talk. Let's have lunch. And mm-hmm. I think the moment they say let's have lunch is because they're, all, always, they're already considering working with you. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a cue that new business is coming. So I think over time, I've, I've gotten to understand the cycles and learn the market and, you know, learn to, um, to be lean when I have to be leaner and to be indulgent when I have to be indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, save a few coins for the days when the bills will be late and that check may not come on time um you have to be able to roll with it not feel too bad about yourself when things are done i like to tell people you know the big banks get their bills their bail out i mean everybody is bailing the big guy out nobody's bailing you out so you have to have something set aside to bail you out when the time comes because Chances are you're not going to have that support as a lot of businesses or industries do. So you need to always be mindful that, you know, the period will come when things won't flow the way that they should. It doesn't mean you have to close shop unless you want to. It just means that this is a time for you to get leaner and start working on the business. I love it. 
I love it. So many nuggets, so many nuggets. Like you can't work in the business. So work on the business, meaning to perfect yourself, to get better. And I was just telling somebody, it's like, you got to stay ready so that you don't have to get ready when the opportunity represents itself. I love that. that. Yeah. I I think that aligns. And then I love when you said that you started to understand and you learned the cycles of business. There's ebbs and there's flows at times, especially for people that are that are new and trying to enter into business. And you said that there are times to be lean and there are times to be indulgent. And I want people to really listen to that because it's a matter of being okay with those ebbs and flows and being okay with, okay, these are the lean times. Times come, you enjoy those times. And I think what I really liked is how you kind of tied that up and you said, be ready to bail yourself out. So when that indulgent period comes, remember the lean times so that you can put something back and be ready to bail yourself out. I think that's amazing. I mean, growing up with older people in the region, they always tell you, you know, put some coins away for the rainy day. Like me and my girlfriends, we always talk about saving our money because it's important to us. Many of us are single. Some of us are, some of them are, are single moms. I mean, you have to, to, to have your coins. So we're always like, how's your coinage? You know, not what new shoes did you buy or, <laughs> you know, where are you going for the weekend? It's like, how's your coinage? You know, and sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, my coinage is at the point where I'm just going to buy a wine and sit my butt on the couch for the weekend because that's my coinage. My coinage yes. don't allow me to go to a show and that's fine, you know. But you got to mm-hmm. set those targets for yourself and know that, hey, let's just whittle it back a bit. Let's just go lean this the next couple of months because you have to be able to stay afloat. I read somewhere that... I think somebody said something to the equivalent of uh, basically you can't afford to not be visible when the industry mm. people need to see you even more so that they build faith in you and your ability to be there. So when things rebound, you're there. So even, let's just say that you're always putting ads on the radio and uh, you know, things get tough well then maybe you don't do radio ads maybe you do facebook ads but you want to stay mm-hmm. visible so that when things rebound people know hey they've always been there so with that sort of a mindset it means that you always need to be preparing and setting aside and i think for a lot of us who grew up in the caribbean especially with older grandmas we kind of learn that like they sort of ingrained that into us like you got to get your coins right you got to get your mind right. You always have to be in a state of readiness. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So with all of the struggle and with all of the lessons learned and going through the ebbs and flows, would you say that it has been worth it? Oh, it's been worth it. I will do this again. <laughs> and I thought mm-hmm. if I could, no, I would do it smarter because obviously I'll take all the lessons that I've learned on the journey and I'll be like a 2.0 at this <laughs> <laughs> I definitely um, wouldn't choose any other life, really. I love what I do. Even when I'm at the office 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the night when everybody's long gone, I'm like, I, would, I, I used to work these hours for someone else. So now I'm doing it for yes. me. So why not? You know, why not? I love that. So if you were to give anybody an aspiring entrepreneur or somebody that's new and maybe they're struggling, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give them? Passion isn't a business plan. 
I will give them that. I've met a lot of entrepreneurs over the years who've been passionate and wanted to start a business simply based on passion. And I've seen a lot of them fizzle and burn because they think that passion was all, they thought that passion was all that they needed. And I've come to learn, I even wrote about this years ago, that passion isn't a business plan. Your passion must be coupled with knowledge of the market, faith in yourself, and also a support team and a product or a service that people desire. Because if you don't have mm. these factors uh, married to your passion, you'll find that you, you, you will burn through your passion very quickly and you will become very resentful of yourself for the time that you would have invested, also the resources. And you may find yourself very resentful of others who are doing things with not so much passion, but almost with a methodical, very focused approach. And um, like I said, I, I've seen, you know, I'm going based on experience. I've had friends who started business, left their jobs because they were passionate about one thing or the other, without knowing business, without knowing the market, without testing anything. And you know, it, it, mm -hmm. it fizzled. And so um, passion isn't a business plan. So. Mm, I love that. That is good. Thank you so much, Carlana. How can people find you? Um, so like I mentioned earlier, I do a lot of work with women. I believe that we all win when women stand in positions of leadership or they start businesses because it shows that we are empowering ourselves economically. So I'm doing a lot of work through my nonprofit, Fempowered, which is all about helping women to start businesses or stand in leadership roles. So folks can find me at FEMME, F-E-M-M-E, Powered, that's power with an E-D at the end, dot O-R-G. Or they can find me on my main regular business website, Paperclip. So that's paperclipgd.com. That is awesome. Thank you so much. All of the dreamers are so much better having met you. And this is definitely not goodbye. We will be chatting soon. We've got a, a lot to talk about, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> and I hope to, no, I will be meeting you in Granada in 2019. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Carla, for sharing with having me. Keep up the, the good work you're doing. I've, I've listened to your episodes and I, I love them. And I really enjoyed the one with the... Um, a young lady from the um, from the other island, the Sashkia. Yeah, it was so refreshing to hear another Caribbean voice. I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" So I love the fact that you're getting global perspectives, and it's not just you know where you're at in the U.S. I love that. So thank you so much. You're oh, making very inclusive, and thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging yes, that. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. You have been listening to the Dream Job, Dream Life podcast with me, Tally Love, creator of Pretty Brown Nomad, a travel and lifestyle blog. If you would like to share a story about your own personal journey towards living the life of your dreams, be sure.